Okay, five, four, three, two. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Big Rim Podcast. I'm your host, Big Rim. Um, it's been a minute, but we're back again. Uh, I got my brother in here with me, a special guest here. Uh, my brother Flo. Give it up for Flo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get into it pretty much. So kind of get the people um an idea of who you are. Uh, I told you I would probably introduce you as fashion designer, but you told me you were working on that part of things. So kind of give um an idea to people of where you at now and um you know how you see yourself. Okay, so I did tell you I was working on that fashion design title only because, like, I don't know. I feel like there's certain things that I got to know, like, information-wise in order for me to really label myself as a fashion designer. Right. Like, yeah, make things, and I've been making things, and I got the mind to make things. But I don't know. I'm I'm trying to reach a certain level of, like, knowledge. To where I can really be like, yeah, I am a fashion designer. Right now, I'm still a student of the game. I'm still trying to learn different fabrics, learn the different ins and outs of the business. So um, that's why I say I'm not a fashion designer yet, but I'm definitely on that. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, kind of get the people. Uh, so how did you get into it? How did you start getting into fashion too? Uh where you are now because you've always been somebody who could dress really well of course but um you know you've taken it to a level where i can say that you found your style whatever what fits you um so kind of get the people an idea of that journey Mm, that journey definitely was not easy man oh man see the only reason why i'm able to quote-unquote, put shit on and, like, figure out what works well for me because I've been through every single phase in fashion, bro. Like, from high school to, like, now, I've been through every single phase. Everything you see people rocking right now, I've been rocking. Like, like for real, for real, folks folks stay rocking skinnies skinnies and forces. I've been to that, like. Nike Tex, I did that once before. Like, I tried every single phase to where now it's like, I know what works for me and I know what I like. Right. And because I can use that knowledge to build on it. And, like, and I, I could just tell how different it is now because I pay way more attention to, like, things that people really wouldn't pay attention to. Like, uh, like for example, my jewelry color got to match up. Like, my pants got to sit a certain way my shirt got to fit a certain way like if these things like aren't happening in my fit I know that I will not be satisfied it's just like little elements that are like way more important to me now than they used to be so that's why my mindset is like where where it is now because like, I can't go back like, once, once you start this journey you can't go back <laughs> right yeah no yeah honestly um yeah, the way you putting this shit on, it's like, yeah, you can't go back to wearing, you know, regular, regular stuff. I can't. Uh, you've already kind of put a footprint out there and you got yeah. to keep it going. So um, so how did you find the style that you have now? Did, like you said, you said you dabbled in everything and then 
you kind of figured it out uh, now. So um, is there any inspiration to your style now or is it kind of like, you know, all from your head? Yeah. So basically, I give a lot of credit to um, my roommate, Julian. He's a stylist. Mm -hmm. So he definitely because I like you said, I did always have that sense of style. Yep. But now it's more elevated to where I'm paying a lot more attention to every single piece of the fit as opposed to just the fit. Like I'm paying attention to my shades, my hat, like every accessory matters to make a complete fit look good, look cohesive. Right. So you're right. So in order to get to that spot, you just have to like, I just had to do a lot of trial and error, I'd say. Right. Like, Try you try some and you're like, eh, that didn't really work with this. Then you go to the like it's it's a lot of it's a lot of self confidence I'd say because you're just like trying to present yourself in a world as a certain way and you just never know how people are gonna take it. You don't know right. how like you could bruh, like it'd be times where I'd be rocking some crazy shit. I walk outside and be some hood nigga and I'd be like, ah, this nigga not gonna understand. And nigga compliment my fit. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's good getting to a certain level where no matter what type of person comes across your way, they can respect what you have on. Yeah. So yeah. I I would say um, any, <clears throat> any type of style that somebody picks has to come with some type of um, confidence that came with it. So where did you get the confidence into adapting your style? Because, I mean, you could pick a style, but um, based on the confidence level in that style you pick, you mm -hmm. may not rock it as much or you may keep it to yourself or stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. So where do you gain the confidence to put it on the way you put it on? And uh, like you said, go outside and just you think nobody is noticing or thinks of it as highly as you do, but mm -hmm. somebody does. Right. Right. Damn. Where do I get that confidence from? Honestly, I think it's, I think it's the confidence just comes from that repetition that I was talking about earlier. Right. They're like repetition of me trying out different things, trying out different things constantly, constantly. And even back then where I was like, I wasn't really at the level I am now. I still would put something on and walk around campus. And like, I get probably at least four or five compliments a day, like right. at least. So it's like, I'm already knowing that I'm doing something right. And that's when I started like, you know, hone in on that. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna look more into this. Like, how can I do this better? How can I do this better? So that confidence just comes from me knowing that I've already been through the phases. I've already been through that trial and error to where I already know what works. So I'm already confident in whatever I step in because I know the time and effort it puts I put in in order to make that outfit. Right. You know I mean, I know the details that are really behind it. Even if not everybody peeps it, even if not everybody understands why I'm wearing this with this or this with that. To me, in my head, it makes sense. Either the colors make sense, yeah. Wait, the proportions make sense. Like it just, I make it personal, right, right. And however the world reflects the way I dress, it's just however they reflect the way I dress. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. So we uh at the beginning you said um you're not a fashion designer yet, you're just pretty much like a student of the game and stuff. Yeah. So if you well, let's go start back 2020. December mm-hmm. 4th, 2020, you drop your bag, right? Yeah. And that one hit the streets hard. Uh, a lot of people still post with that bag. So it's got to be something that people really gravitated towards. So uh, can you speak to um, what went into creating that bag, what sparked the idea, um, and then how it came to fruition, and then um, the feedback you got from it? Because uh, granted, you have a picture on your page. Lil Uzi yeah. said, dog, I need this bag. So, yeah. You know what I mean? All right, so coming back to that bag. That bag was I didn't even expect it to to go like that, to be completely honest with you. Cause the time that I made the bag, I was it was COVID, you know. It yep. was that twenty year. And I just like decided to drop a collection that year because um I was more so known as somebody who just tailored clothes. Mm-hmm. Like and I kind of just didn't like that stigma. Yeah. I was like, oh, bro, I could definitely do way more. So I started yeah. building on my collection. And uh, with my collection, I just started making random pieces that I just, like, felt like making. And one of them was the bag that, you know, I just saw it as another piece that I was just making. I was like, mm, let me just try out, try to make a bag, you know? Like, I tried to make pants. I tried to do everything else. I was like, why not? So... Yeah. I had um I had this Burberry bag like that was made out of like uh, this other material. It's kind of like nylon, but it had the like two puff out 3D pockets on it. Right. And I was like, this is kind of tough, but um it would look harder like in leather, whatever, whatever. So I went and sourced the material, got my leather, got the first color, and then like um I had wrote something on the on the actual fabric, like on the pattern pieces to remember, like, this is the front, this is the back, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So I had wrote bottom on the bottom of one of the on the on the bottom of the actual bottom piece and put like a piece of vinyl on the top of it to like, you know, try to hold up the bag. That was my initial idea was like the leather is kind of flimsy. So I put in that, uh, it's not vinyl, but it's like, dang, what is it? Whatever, see-through material. I forgot what it's called. Yeah. But you know, So I put that protective cover in the original bag just to try to, like, give it some structure because I thought it was going to fall over or whatever. I didn't really know too much of what I was doing. But mm-hmm. so that was, like, that was how that went. And with the front pocket, if you look at the bag, you could tell one pocket is like straight up with the zipper like this, but the other one is like sideways with the zipper like that. Yeah. So that actually that feature was actually a complete accident. Like <laughs> it was it was like my original idea was like, all right, cool. I'm about to put both of these uh pockets straight up with the zip with the zip. And then I was like, damn, bruh, I already cut out all these pieces. I ran out of fabric, and the only way this zipper's, I mean, this pocket gonna fit it sideways. And I was like, well, we're here now. So, right, right. 
throw it together, put it sideways. Next thing I know, it's a hit. Everybody yeah. like, oh, how did you come up with this? And I was yeah. like, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were you were sitting there like, man, I meant to do that. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's right. that's the original design. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. No, like, no, I'll be straight up. I tell people like, these things sometimes happen on accident. Like when you're working on a creative project, things change all the time. So, right. like, I was right there, damn near the end, and I was like, damn, this isn't gonna work out. But I already did all this work, but I have to finish the project. Right, and you. Know, me finishing the project resulted in people like really gravitating towards that bag. Yeah. And so after, like I said, I wasn't really thinking much of it. I just thought it was another piece that I was making, but I just had posted a pic of me rocking it um, on my main page and my creative flow page. Mm-hmm. Both of them did really well, but I posted a picture of it on Twitter and it hit like 7,000 likes. Right. And I was like, damn, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> I was like, that's crazy. I was like, damn, all right. I guess I'll uh, keep posting. But that moment was like a learning moment for me because I didn't really have any inventory at the time. I was just right. post, post to, you know, show I can do things. But like fast forward to now as a businessman, I'm like, damn, I should have had some inventory. You know how many sales that could have been? Like, it's just, like, learning from, like, things I used to do in the past. But, you know, now I know. Now I know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So uh, how many many bags did you end up selling, um, I guess, what would be the first, when you first dropped them for everybody to buy? Mm, I honestly can't say off top because I know we had 100 total. Right. But it kind of was dispersed between the pop-up because after I dropped the official bags that the manufacturers gave, yeah. um, we hosted a pop-up that lasted for like a couple of days. And a good amount of people came by and actually bought a bag. Yeah. Which like, yeah. And that like, um, I was like, damn, like I can actually do this. You know, yeah. that I knew like I could actually convince people that I'm making a good product just by talking about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw that. Uh, and then uh, I already know the Uzi story pretty much, but for the people out here who are fans of Uzi, who may not know you or who yeah. may know you and for some reason, just not fans of Uzi, kind of tell them the story of how that came about. Oh yeah. Cause I don't really, I don't really talk about it too much, bro. Yeah, I'm not a person to boast or brag about my accolades. I mean, if something happens, something happens. Well, but, I, I tell you from time to time, bro. You, you, you are humble. You are humble. But just for the sake of this, this is for you to kind of give people an insight into you know your journey. Yes. And so there's one piece of it. Uh, explain oh, yeah. to how that came about, and then um, you know, yeah, basically how. Uzi just said, can I get okay, it? Yeah. So it was actually a crazy story, the whole meeting Uzi thing. Yeah. Super cool. But I'm just about to, long story short, long story short, I had just dropped a bag. I had just did the pop-up. It did pretty well. Um, 
And I was like, bet, I'm about to just go to L.A. Came back from L.A. First day back uh, from L.A., my roommate Mondo was like, yo, bro, uh, B-Shore is having a pop-up. And he's, like, naming all these people that are there. And I'm like, bro, I'm tired. I don't really feel like going. He's like, yo, bro, Metro Movement is there. And I'm like, eh, that's whatever. Yeah. And he's like, uh, Uzi's there. And I was like, hmm? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> like, uh, who? Wait a second. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that changes everything. I was like, man. So um, at that time, I always kept bags with me, like, in the trunk just in case. I don't know. But I had two bags with me in the trunk. I had the gray one and the black one. So we pulled up to the to um, pop up, and uh, my homie Antoine's there, and he's talking to Uzi, and like it was him, like, and then like I talked to Antoine beforehand, so he kind of gives me the lob. He's like, yeah. "Yo, my homie wanted to talk to you," and like you know when you're talking to a celebrity or like going up to someone, you got that sense of like nervousness, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I had like a little nervousness, a little tingle. I was like, damn, I don't know how this is gonna go, but I was like, all right, whatever. So I walk up to him, like, yo, um, I'm a designer, I made these bags, uh, I just wanted to give one to you. And I showed him the pics. No, I didn't show him the pics. All I said was, I just wanted to give one to you. These were the bags are still in the wrappers, and he's yeah. like, and I asked him, would you like the black one or would you like the gray one? And he's like, gray and i was like actually no 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 let me see that black and i was like all right so i opened it up he's like Ooh. he was like oh yeah oh yeah this is fine i can put my bands in here i was like <laughs> <laughs> of course i, I was course. like that's a typical like rapper line i can put my yeah. band here i was like all right boy, you got it yeah so after after that he was like happy you know what i'm saying he was looking around the bag. And while this is happening, literally everybody in the room is looking at us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody's filming. Everybody is like, oh, my God. Like, you know, yeah. muttering, whatever, whatever. And I'm just like, I didn't even mean to make this a big deal like that. But so after I gave him the bag, I was like, cool. I was about to walk away. He's like, yo, bro, like, nah, let, let's take a pic. I was like, what? What? Yeah, he said he asked me for for the pick actually, which is a crazy thing. Cause for me, I was cool with just knowing that Uzi had my back, but he literally he was like, "Bro, like, nah, let's take a pick." And like, that's something I always remember because he didn't have to do that, right. and he knew that it would do something for me. So I kind of have like a certain love for Uzi because of that, cause that was pretty cool. Yep, yeah, that's pretty cool because yeah. right it could have just easily, like you said. At first, the worst thing he could have said was, nah, I don't want the bag. And yeah. Then, but he said, yeah, I want the bag. Then, after that, he could just let you go on. But he was like, nah, let's take a picture. So, yeah, he knew it'd do something for you. What exactly did it, like, what it, what did it do for you? Um, Like, did it, I, I wouldn't say boost sales, but did it draw a couple people to you that, you know, you just didn't have any contact with before? Or? Uh, Yeah. It kind of, like, it didn't do anything directly, but indirectly, it always, like, would come back and affect me in some way. Like, uh, 
like for example, like a month later when I met Thug, um, I was at uh this man Fani's shop and Fani was like, Oh yeah, you gave this to to Uzi. Like there's always like some sort of connection. Oh yeah, yeah. So because of that, I was able to get my great one at Thug like a month later on some crazy stuff. It's hard because you know how we feel about Thug's music. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I know they that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, dude, if anybody is, I don't know anybody that's a bigger fan of Slime Season 1 or 2 than you. Uh, other than myself, it's you, bro. So I already know how that felt when you got to meet Thug and give him your, something that you created, not just, you know. Yeah, just, bro, just, the thing, though, like, the thing with Thug was I didn't even get to hand it to him. That was the sad part. Yeah. Because uh, with Thug, what happened was I put up to this pop-up again, another pop-up. I didn't even expect to see nothing. I was like, damn, Thug is here. And it was literally, like I said, it was a month right after I met Uzi. So I was like, you know how crazy it would be to get a pick with Uzi and Thug back to back? I was right. like, I'm about to crush the internet. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to go stupid. Right. So. So I walk up to so same thing with Thug, but it's like the same nervousness. Mm-hmm. But this is like six four, so I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely kind of. So I walk <laughs> up home, and I'm like, um, I did us was like, hey, I just want to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. That's what I. And his bodyguard, he's like, no, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, you know how rapper bodyguards are. This man was probably let me go through, but um. Doug just looked at me, saw what I was wearing, or saw something, and he was just like, he told me just walk over there. Right, so I show him, so I show him uh, the colors of the bag. I show him the gray one and the black. He said he really, really loved the gray one. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that right now. I was like, all right, bet. But the thing is, that day was literally the one day that I didn't have the bags in my trunk. Because I just dropped them off at a store, like probably an hour right before, uh, and I was like, ah. <laughs> and I was like, all right, bro, I'm gonna be right back. I'm gonna be right back. I swear. So <laughs> he's like, all right, you're thug. <laughs> like, get out of my way. I'm driving, bro. I'm like, bro, I gotta go, bro. It's stuck, bro. I'm gonna tell you. All the forces were against me. It started raining. I was like, damn. Then I get to my apartment. And you know, I live I lived on the third floor at the time. Yeah. So I'm pressing the button. Elevator's taking forever. I'm like, bruh. So I run up the stairs, run to the room, look for it, grab it, just to run back down and drive. And then like it started raining harder. And as on my way back, a train stops <laughs> right in front of, right in front of, like literally, this is the track, yeah. And this is where Thug is, and this is where my car is, and I'm over here like, bruh. <laughs> so I wait for this train <laughs> while it's running, and then after I get back, no, as I'm parking, one of my homies calls me. He's like, "Yo, yo, where you at?" I'm like, "Yeah, bro, I just parked. I just parked." He's like, "Yeah, man, Thug just left." I was like, "Ah." Oh. <laughs> Damn. Right. And then I get in and the store owner is all like, yeah, man, he was laying on you. And I was like, bruh. Everybody just rubbing it in. <laughs> yeah. They, 
He said he took too long. He ain't going to never want it no more. That's what I was saying. But I ended up giving it to him. And he's like, I'm close friends with Thug. He just he just gave it to him. Yeah. But, yeah, that was a – man, that was an intense day. I was like, right. <laughs> but That's hilarious. Yeah, but it was cool, though, because I still got a pick with him at least. I was like me showing him the bag or whatever. So right. I never met them, but it's just a cool memory to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. good, good, bro. So uh, the bag comes out 2020. Then I think 2021, you put out the life vest for uh, for uh, pre-order, I believe. January, yeah. July, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So, yeah, July, definitely. So how did that come about? Because that's almost, that's like a seven-month turnaround between when you drop the bags and you kind of getting things going, get some traction. Like you said, you're just trying to show people, man, I ain't no just a stylist. Yeah, yeah. Together. So yeah, the life vest come about because I think you dropped the uh, tan one in twenty twenty one, and I think the black one in twenty twenty two. Yeah, that's How true. That come about. So um, for the life vest, it kind of just I was just um, scrolling through Instagram, and a lot of my a lot of my stuff is very much like military inspired. Yeah, <clears throat> just because. I honestly don't know why, but I mean, my grandfather was a, literally a chief general, so maybe it's like somewhere deep, deeply rooted in me right. that military stuff. But um, it's just like very durable, very sturdy material all the time, so I know it's gonna hold up. You know, I'm not gonna give people no, you know, no fabric that's not gonna do nothing. You know what I mean? Like I always want to make sure I'm giving somebody something that's gonna hold its own, hold its weight, mm-hmm. but life vest so i saw a picture of like a literal life vest but it was one from like uh 1940s like a u.s marines like life vest yeah i saw a picture of one and i was like damn that's kind of cool let me try to like remake this kind of so i um the front pattern of the actual life vest is similar but i changed like a lot the back pattern is like damn near completely different. So I was honestly like just freestyling and sketching things out to see what would even make sense in terms of like the stitch pattern, like based on the thing, like the body of the thing itself. So I started working on it. Probably took me for the first one, probably took me like I say like a couple of days to figure out how to do it, but once I did, it was cool. And then I was like, "All right, bet I'm gonna." That's when I think that's when I really started to like try and sell my stuff, like yeah. really, because I didn't before, just because I didn't have the funds. Honestly, yeah. like that was the thing <clears throat> as to why I wasn't dropping as consistently as I wanted. Because, bro, manufacturing is expensive, and yeah. I was still in school at the time. You know, I was still trying to graduate, so it's just, like, it, it's hard trying to run a business at, while you at school at the same time, man. Right. So, yeah, people don't understand. Like, I don't know where they think this money going to come from, but <laughs> I'm going to have to actually work for this I don't money. I understand how much money goes into anything that 
you know, ends up being made for them to buy. Like, for example, your vest, like you said, it takes more money than people will ever understand to create yeah. all this stuff. But for the love of the game, you're going to get it done. Um, so yeah, especially, especially the vest because I handmade all of them. Right. Every single order I handmade. So, like, honestly, the amount of time I spent making them wasn't equating to the amount of money I made, but it was, like, more so I'm trying to make it, you know, I'm just trying to give people what they want because people like my things, and I'm trying to have them, like, you know, make sure that they have what they want. It's yeah. really simple. It's like a simple exchange, but I'm trying to get better with that, trying to understand that better. Right. And then um, did you come out with the black one because of how much success the uh, tan one had? Uh, yeah, honestly. And it's just because, like, yeah, I, always, I think, yeah, because the tan one did go crazy. Tan and green ones both went crazy. Right. That actually did pretty well on Twitter, too. See, all my, all my like, all my like big um, pieces like did pretty well on Twitter because when I posted the vest initially, yeah. uh, I think it did like three k likes, mm -hmm. something like that. Three k. I was like, okay, bet. Like it's always me just like posting my things just to see how it does. Like I don't really besides that. Yeah, I don't really have any expectations when I when I do anything like that. I just I don't know. I just like. This is this is just what something I made. Boom. Yeah. That's that's really it. Like, dude, I fuck with that. <laughs> right. And I'm just like, oh, cool. Right. Like now I'm trying to learn how to be like, oh yeah, you should, because I put a lot of time into it. You know, I'm trying to get out of that humble box that I'm in, try to like, you know, that diminishing, but I'm trying to be like, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Better like yeah, <laughs> my hands, my hands hurt. better like it, bro. What? Right. Oh, the uh, yeah. the vest thing. I really personally like the vest, and then um, I think I I like the vest. I know you came up with the Scarface pants as well around that same time. Mm -hmm. That vest really did it. The black one is the one that got me. I think you posted some artists wearing it during like a photo shoot or something was camp uh a camp yep, yeah yep. I yeah, remember. had the black vest uh made in tokyo had the tan one yep yep i remember him because he actually commented on your picture so i was like oh yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah that's what i'm saying he, he had to he had to yeah so uh what would What's next for you? Oh, I know you got the float bag and you made a commercial for it. So mm -hmm. kind of talk about that one. Is it a is it supposed to be a different type of bag than this uh than the first one you made? Uh yeah. So uh the float bag is something I've been working on for like probably a couple of years now. I made the first version like a while back, probably some around the same time I was making the vest. Yeah. Just had uh, material left over and I was just trying things out and it just took a couple of years to get the final product because you know a funds and b finding a manufacturer is extremely hard especially yep. one that can do exactly what you want 
because it'd be sometimes where you find a manufacturer and they're like, yeah, the least amount we can make is 500 orders. I'm like, bruh, that's what I'm saying. So, and that's going to cost a grip. So you got to do that search. But the flow bag is different from the original bag because I wanted it to be more so like a lifestyle bag, mm. one that people can wear every day. Yeah. Um, the original, the homage bag collab, the leather ones, those are more so, like I noticed people are like, oh, when I travel, I use this. It's always like a travel bag, travel bag, travel bag. So I'm like, all right, I need something that can be seen more consistently, more every day, more yeah. to something that people are actually going to get more use out of. So I decided to go full throttle and like work on that uh, float bag design. And like, um, I'm kind of glad that I waited a couple of years before I dropped because now, now that I'm older, I, I like just, I had more um bags that I just in general had so I'm able to like look at little details that I like from different elements and then incorporate that to my thing to make it more you know user friendly more convenient for whoever's getting it right that's yeah that's pretty much how I come up with a lot of my um elevated ideas is I like actually have to experience the garment in order for me to be like yeah this makes sense to add you know? Yeah. So you came out with a commercial for it and everything. So uh, you were just speaking on a couple minutes ago how you were like, now nah, I need to, when it comes to my products, I need to market them just a little bit better because mm -hmm. I actually want people to buy them. Um, you don't just create, I mean, you create it for fun. And then when you actually put it out there to buy, you actually want people to buy. So yeah. What was the idea behind the commercial? I know you already told me how that kind of went down, but uh, just kind of speak on the idea behind it and then the execution, because in the end, you still got a commercial done that, you know, people still gravitated towards. Yeah, definitely. So the idea behind it initially, um, I always wanted to shoot it where we shot it. You know, it was like my living room, like... Uh, <clears throat> Me and Julian, we like, you know, we're artists. He's a stylist. I'm a designer. So we we have like an eye for um, anything artistic. So interior design is like just one of the other things that we, you know, try to dabble in. And every time somebody would come over to the crib, they'd be like, damn, bro. You know, this place is fine. Like y'all set this up fine every single time. So I'm just like, bro, this would be just easy to use as a set for, you know, for a commercial. So from then on. I just started coming up with an idea as to what we can do. And I was like, all right, we're in the living room. Um, my initial idea was to, like, when they clicked on the projector, was to have, like, a video playing up on the projector um, of the bag. And uh, people were supposed to be coming in and, like, everybody was supposed to be taking out um, something out of the bag pocket and just, like, they're just going to start doing that, uh, the sequence that you saw at the end. Right. But what ended up happening was because we didn't have, like, time to shoot the first initial projector video, we had to cut that out. Like, it was just a lot of, like, time restraints. And then when it came to the day of the actual shoot, 
uh, the videographer has sent me like a list of things that he wanted me to get. Cause yeah, he was just, um, he was just like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to charge you for this. Like, I just want to help you out. Blah, blah, blah. The only thing you got to pay for is the equipment. I'm like, all right, bet. That's cool. Yeah. So paying for equipment. And he said, I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm expecting it to be like, I don't know, maybe like 300, not 300, but like a hundred, hundred something, you know, some reasonable. Right. Breast, like a list of like 12 items. I searched one up and I'm like, how much is it to rent this? 150. I said, bro, what? For yeah. some light, bro. For yeah. Some light. And it was like 12 of them. So like, adding everything up it was probably like four four hundred four fifty right and I was like bruh I'm not trying to spend it I ain't gonna <laughs> I'd rather just pay you to do it <laughs> right I was like I'm not gonna lie I was because I'm like bro that is a lot of money to spend on one commercial but at the same time in my head I was like all right if I want to be taken seriously if I really want for people to, you know, view view my work as something that's great, then I'm going to have to put in, you know, that money. I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to put in that time in order to, yeah. to do it. Um, so he has sent me, so because of that time constraint, we weren't able to shoot when we are supposed to shoot. Mm -hmm. So had moved on to the next week. And because of that, he sent me a shorter list, and I was like, "Hey, what is what do I still need to get?" Because I assumed he already got some other stuff previously. Like he got all the light stuff that I was telling him was expensive. He was just like, "All right, just get this stuff," and I was like, "Bet." I show up the day of the shoot. I I bought all that stuff, probably like almost two hundred, and he and I was like, "Bet that's more reasonable than four fifty, honestly." So I'm cool with that. It's the day of the shoot. We're shooting. I got the models. Some models are late. Some models are on time. Like, it's always, always nothing Nothing goes right. So he gets there, and he's like, yeah, man. Um, So where are the stands? And I was like, stands? Stands, stands. I asked my roommate because I asked him to go get the equipment from the place because um, I had work. And he's like, yeah, bro, this is all they gave me. And I was like, yeah, man, we probably don't got the stands. He's like, oh, that's cool, man. We could just um, we could just hold up the lights. Where the lights at? I was like, lights. <laughs> and I was like, I, I was like, yeah. yeah, I was like, did you get? I was like, what you mean the lights? I'm like, did they give you lights? And he's like, nah, they ain't giving no lights. I'm like, he's like, what stuff did you get? I'm like, the stuff you sent me on the list, right. He's like, what list? I'm like, this list right here. When I said, what do I need to get? And he's like, oh, man, that's miscommunication, bro. I, I thought you had already got the first stuff. And I'm like, I thought you had already got the first stuff. That's why I'm getting this stuff. Yeah. It ended up being like all that stuff I paid for. It probably used like three things, bro. So Right, three things. I was like, bro. But what ended up happening was I have a light in my room that um you could just like change different colors and everything. It's all app operated. Mm -hmm. You can adjust the brightness and everything. So we ended up having to use that light for some of the warmth on the commercial. 
then when I had this bowl, basically I had to use whatever I had in order for it to give that same look. Yep. And, you know, I was helping around on set, whatever he needed. Um, you know, holding up this, doing that. Like I was just trying to learn every aspect just so next time I'm in that same, like same, uh, mode, I know exactly what to do. Right. You know, but like you said, I still did end up with a really good commercial. I, I was very happy with how it turned out. Like, regardless of how <laughs> nothing went right, like, you still got to pull it through, man. So, um, when it came to editing the commercial, too, like, I was really picky about the scenes. Um, like, I sat there with the videographer on FaceTime, and I was like, yeah, take this out, put this in. I was like, nah, I feel like everybody needs to have their own this, this, and that. So pretty much the entire commercial, the sequence and everything, how it goes is like literally my vision because I just know how I'm look. Right. Well, yeah. That's the that's the best way to do it. If you want something done right, do it yourself. So you pretty, yeah, man. pretty much kind of did that. And it's a learning experience in the end. Uh, Definitely. At the end of the day. Uh, so we're going to circle back to uh, you said that you're still a student of the game with the designing and everything. So mm -hmm. let's just assume you've you've kind of gotten to the level you would want to be at to consider yourself a fashion designer. Mm -hmm. There was, I got a couple questions, so a couple hypotheticals. If there was somebody that, let's just say three people that came up to you and are like, dude, I need you to design this jacket for me or these pants for me or a shirt for me or something like that, who would those three people be to where you're like, I'm going to drop everything I'm doing right now and design something for that person like right now? <laughs> three people. Three people. Three black, three black men. Pharrell, <laughs> Kyle West, yeah. and A.F. Rocky. I'm sorry. Those are the three. Right. I have reasons. Pharrell, that's, that should be self-explanatory you know he's done so much for fashion creative director of Louis Vuitton currently yeah so like that's that's an obvious Kanye West is a person that has done a lot despite everybody telling him he can't do can't do it like yeah. people are saying right you gonna nobody gonna nobody gonna like Yeezys they start overselling Jordans bro you're not gonna start no clothing line now he's a billionaire because of that Yeezy supply you know yeah. what I mean he's that always goes against all odds, like believes in whatever vision he has, regardless of what people say. So that's definitely somebody I'm like, all right, bro, like definitely. That's and when it comes to my last pick, Rocky, um, as I Rocky just like growing up, I used to listen to his music and everything. And he's definitely someone who I guess kind of shaped the type of aesthetic I rock today. Cause like yeah. I'm still like very masculine but i'm like i be trying out crazy combination when it comes to my outfits like i just be you know oh this is a woman shirt this is this this is that but i still like i'm able to you know kind of do both yeah and that that rocky did very very well like early on like he was he was putting that on people were like bro this man wearing dresses this man doing this this man doing that but he was still like Bro, don't mess with me, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so you know, it's yeah. like that's so he 
he kind of like influenced a lot of the things or kind of like a little bit of my demeanor of, yeah, I'm fly. I'm doing this, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's pretty much it. It's... Okay. So those are three people we got for real. We got Kanye West, ASAP Rocky. That's to design for him. So my next one would be if there was three companies you could be the head of the head creative director for, who would those brands be? Let's just say besides your own, of course, because you're the creative director of your own thing. Right. Uh, Heliot Emil is one of them, just because they do a lot of crazy designs. Uh, I'm not gonna say nothing crazy, like I'm not not nothing like mainstream like Prada or Gucci or nothing. Yeah. Just because like those brands don't really do anything for black people. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't really try to put nobody on. It's like a it's like a set fashion house where they just mess with whoever they mess with. But yeah. um I know Telfar, you know, definitely black owned and they're doing their thing. So I know they're killing it with the bags. So I feel like I can yeah. definitely there and take over. Telfar uh collaboration would be nice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. and I feel like I could do my I could do my thing with that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ilya Mill Telfar, probably the last one I say. Hmm. Last one is tough because, yeah, I, I think I'll go with two, honestly, just because yeah. I'm really, I'm really just trying to. Focus more so on them black owned brands. They they do a lot for the community. Yeah, that's what I would yeah, that's what I would recommend, man. Don't do nothing for nobody that uh actually uh, I had a uh so everybody knows I sell cars. So somebody this this white lady asked me today, she was like, uh, so what is your podcast about? Like what do you do? Mm. And <laughs> I almost was like, I interview like black creatives. Um so that's what I <laughs> That's pretty much what I told. Her. I was like, I do like black creatives. I would say young, and um, for the most part, I like to target the young. But I also had my friend's mother on here, who is a lawyer, and her purpose pretty much on that episode was kind of like to give inspiration to the young people. And she did drop some gems that everybody kind of rocked with. I got a lot of feedback, great feedback from that. Shout out to Miss Johnson. But yeah, man, I just was like, uh, I was like young black creatives pretty much um, yeah i mean that's all i come in contact with and that's like that's my that's you know people like you people like uh some of the other people i've interviewed i know they'll inspire somebody i know when somebody sees this episode if they just not getting into designing their own pieces they'll look at you and your page and everything and kind of see it as a as an inspiration um and that's pretty much the goal every time I do these episodes. So my last, pretty much my last question would be, um, you kind of talked about your growth from when you started pretty much being fashionable to now. Where was the goal or where do you see you, yourself growing um, now moving forward? Moving forward, I'm definitely taking a lot more time into 
learning the correct way to run a business because right. there's a difference between having good products and there's a difference between having a good business. So right now I'm at the point where I have good products. The ideas are going to come. I already know that. I got a lot of ideas that I want to execute, but I need to learn um, more so in terms of like, you know, marketing. I already know how to market because, you know, this, that, and the third, but marketing, customer relations, like having a good, um, having a good like email listing to where I'm like reaching out to my customers. I'm like, Hey, I dropped today or Hey, we're doing like a black Friday sale. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to figure out how to really take advantage of every holiday and like try to try to really market myself as a real businessman. You know, that's how, that's how you get taken seriously in life when people see that you are actually putting in time to create something. Yep. Yep. You know? right. So, uh, yeah. Think the, I know when we got on this call, you were telling me you were trying to do something with your website. So, I already yeah. kind of started on that. Uh, yeah, like bro, I'm at a point now where I'm like, uh, there's no time to waste. Like every day, I'm trying to either learn something or work on something. Just cause, like, why? Why are you wasting your time? Right. Yeah. So that's exactly the mindset I had with this. So I was like, um. I was busy trying to do everything like in studio, in person and stuff like that. And so uh, I was kind of like, um, why do I need to do that when I can just like we're doing now? This is pretty easy. It's simple. Um, and I could we can still get whatever message we need to convey across. Yeah. Uh, regardless of whether it's in person or on Zoom, like, you know, I know. You know, in person, it'd probably be more suitable to what people are used to when they talk about podcasts now. But for the most part, people are telling me they listen to it rather than watch it anyway. So it's like, as long as they can hear us talking, we're we're pretty much good. But yeah, like, yeah. there's no need to waste time. I think a lot of people, like you said, the ideas are always coming. But what you do with those ideas is... um the difference between going from, you know, just ideas to actually great, you know, business or great products and stuff like that. So that's a exactly because um, like you were saying earlier, like it, this is not easy. Nah. Like, oh, design clothes and running this business is not easy. Like it would be so easy to just be like, I don't really feel like doing this no more. Right. But, but that's just not the type of person I am, A, and B, I got too much on my mind to create. Yeah, to stop. You know? yeah, yeah, to stop. Like, I'm, I always, like, to me, when it comes to clothing design, I always find that there's, like, something I'm either missing from the closet or something that's just missing in general that yeah. needs to exist. So I'm just feeling that gap, feeling that barrier of, oh, I just want, I just need a bag to use every day. Boom, I made this bag. Oh, I need some pants to rock when it's like windy or rainy or whatever. Boom, I made these pants, you know? It's always like I'm trying to fill in an empty gap with something that's needed. Yep. yep. Yeah. Well, that is a, that's a, 
a great way to handle things instead of having to just buy your clothes. You're just like, man, I could just make this real quick. That's a that's a flex. Yeah, that's a flex to just be able to say, man, I could just like you said, if it's raining, it's windy outside. I got some pants I could just make real quick. Um, right, like that. So and you could depend on how much fabric you buy, you can make as many as you want, pretty much from there. It's up to you. I can make a jacket. I can do yeah. whatever. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's all. It all comes with that learning. Once you once you really put your mind to to, to learning how to perfect your craft, then ain't nothing can really stop you. Yep. So what's uh, what's next? Is there anything you've been working on, uh, past the? I mean, you're probably working on things, but is there something that like you you really want to see come to fruition? Hmm. So right now, my uh, the parachute pants, the ones I was about to give you, I was working on um another pair, uh, updated oh, version. I, 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 Bro, all right. when I got I, I don't know how I did it, but the second versions are harder than the first. <laughs> Boy, I'm about to be walking around like, but you see the pants. I might not wear nothing but the pants, so people can only focus on. <laughs> In my opinion, I, I snapped on those pants. In my opinion, the second version, bro, I'm about to show you when they come in. They come in this week, actually. So okay. I'm excited. But aside from that uh, coming to fruition, I think I want to see. I recently, probably like two days ago, I came up with like a work jacket design. Yeah. Just because um, I started to notice like uh, the items that I have now, like I have a bag, you know, yeah. and I drop some pants. So mm -hmm. I'm trying what makes sense sequentially to drop next. Like, okay, boom. So now you got bag, now you got pants, now I'm going to drop a jacket. Now you got a whole fit. And then, like, I'm even thinking in terms of, like, uh, what's coming up? Spring's coming up. Yeah. And a jacket is a perfect thing to rock, you know, when it's starting to get that little bit warm, a little bit cold, that spring, summer, fall, winter. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, that's what I mean about um, taking things more seriously, too. I'm just, like, doing more research, like, what makes sense to drop when, like, you know, what's what's uh what's trending with these other brands what are they making and can i make my own version that's way better than theirs yes or no like things like that right yeah man that'll be hard hey you need a big and tall model man i i'll do it dog they already know what i look like they already know i ain't no ugly boy so <laughs> what's that it ain't no problem man. you dig <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but man, I appreciate you coming on here, chopping it up with me and everything, giving people insight into you. Um yeah. drop your social media wherever people can find you at. Um, you're going crazy on TikTok to the point where people argue with each other in your comments. So <laughs> go ahead and drop everything where everybody can find you at. All right. So I'm on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. My at is Dark Yagami, D-A-R-K-K-Y-A-G-A-M-I. And yes, it's a Death Note reference for people who be asking what my name means. Right. The opposite of that uh, antagonist slash protagonist, Light Yagami, Dark Yagami. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then. So you heard it here, folks. You know where to find it, man, and everything. I'll make sure I add it in here so then everybody that can't keep up with your spelling, I guess, can see. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah man i appreciate you coming on again i got Flo here with me we're gonna cheer it up for him one more time and that's another episode of the big run podcast and we out yeah man thanks for having me no problem no problem <laughs>